Welcome to the Vistamar Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua. Uh, I'm Sophia. I'm Michael. I'm Ike. I'm Miss Garcia, sitting in for Mr. Dawson. All right, so our first topic, the Oscar nominations. So it's going to be the 92nd Oscars in 2020. It's in two weeks, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after, I'm pretty sure, because this Sunday is a Grammys, which we'll talk about later. And yeah, we just have like thoughts on the nominations. All right, I'm going to read out the nominations now. So for Best Picture, we got Ford versus Ferrari, which... I haven't seen, but you know. Me neither. The Irishman, which I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just there based on the de-aging uh, CGI they used. Mm. Um, Jojo Rabbit, which is definitely not going to win anything, even though it's great, because I don't think the Academy's about to give awards to something with Hitler giving a child bunny ears on the poster, as good as it was. Um, Joker, which was great. Little Woman, which was great. Marriage Story, which was my personal favorite. I hope that one wins. 1917, which was great. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, loved that one. And Parasite. Uh, um, Wait, so, is Lighthouse not on there? No, it isn't. I think it's like down, it's on some other thing though, so I guess it just wasn't up for Best Picture. Lighthouse is great. Well. Wait, who do you think is going to win if you had to pick like one without seeing any of the like, other awards? I feel like Joker is going to be like big. It may not win, but just it's a Joker. So. I, I think either Joker's gonna get too many uh, wins or not enough. You know, I don't think they're gonna give Joker like the proper amount of uh, credit deserves. It's either gonna be too much or too little. Yeah, yeah. It's so controversial. For some reason, yeah, I feel like Joker might win or even Marriage Story. I feel like the Irishman will win. I think 1917 has the best shot. I, like, I wish Marriage Story would win because I think that was just a superb film, but I think 1917 has the best shot. I'd like to throw in a vote for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I think they're just going to skip over it in every category. I thought it was really good, too. Especially when you think about, like, the time period it takes place in. You have to, like, if you look into the history behind the movie, it's really, really interesting. It really uh. is. Um, because it takes place during the Manson murders, which isn't obviously stated during the movie. But when you like, if you, I, I watched it once and I had no idea like what the movie was about. I didn't know it was about the Manson murders. Yeah, didn't know when it took place. Just wanted to go in with fresh eyes. And I came out like totally confused. Yeah. Which is kind of like, you can easily come out of Quentin Tarantino movies like this, like Pulp Fiction for one, like where you're just like, I don't understand what just went down in this mm -hmm. movie. Um, but then I looked, my mom told me to look up the history of just like the Manson murders and just like that time period where just like psychedelic, like groups of like, kind of like hippies was like a huge thing. And just the, like that movie taking place with such a like bizarre, not even bizarre, but just like such a weirdly separated storyline doesn't have to do with the hippies, but somehow gets like tangled in between with the hippies. It's just like actually a pretty genius movie. Do you I think thought you'll it was... see it again now that you have a better understanding of the time period? Well, I did watch it. I watched oh, it a sec. I've watched it three times now. Wow. Which was like, and now I'm like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> but um, I thought it was really good. Yeah, what I guess my vote. What I loved about it was even though like the mental murders were like important, like it it was it was just it was a movie about the characters, you know. And I feel like you don't see many movies about that. Like you might get shows or books about like characters but movies are largely about plot maybe theme if they're trying to be a bit more on the artistic side and you don't get 
as many like purely just character focused movies nowadays, which is a shame. Plus, it had a dog. It did have, it a, dog. have a dog. The dog was great. The dog was cute. Yeah. I've never seen it, but dogs in movies aren't my favorite. I think Joker might. Yeah. Character, uh, what are the, those kind of like Taxi Driver and Joker and those kind of movies? They, they have their, their own name, like character driven, like character development. I don't know. Like it those. really, Joker really doesn't have a plot, so to speak. Like things happen and then like as it goes, there's more of a plot, but like yeah. it is not a plot driven story. So it's I don't like it's like more about stuff. like joker yeah it's and about, how he's just like dwindles down to like this crazy psychopath yeah it's another yeah. character based story which is great it's great to see so many that's really it's really controversial because a lot of people don't like joaquin phoenix and then on top of that they think it's like fuels incels oh, or like gives them like um an idol in I mainstream media I think it's very clear. Like the movie is not trying to do that. Yeah. Some. You know, I think it's clear it's not trying to do that either. And I love Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's a great actor. He really threw himself into the role, and he's really humble about it, which is great. Yeah, he's a good actor. It's it's hard to get into like that kind of when there's like a character study movie. It's and like I, Joker is all focused on Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix. So like I mean, it's very impressive that he was able to. I mean, carry the entire movie on his back. I would say he kind of carried the entire movie on his back. It's so, about him. So I would not. For him for best actor. That's why I would say that his like he would probably deserve. Um, he definitely deserves the nomination, and I think he. I think he deserves best actor. Yeah, um, I, I think, would argue. Well, okay. Before we continue, the the nominations for actor in a leading role are Antonio uh, Banderas in Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, and Jonathan Price in The Two Pubs. And as much as I love Joaquin Phoenix, if Adam Driver doesn't win Best Actor in Marriage Story, I'm going to riot. Cause, I, I mean, I think he... he I, I said at the beginning, I think he definitely deserves it. But thinking about all these movies now, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio did a really good job. And once upon a time in Hollywood, there was one scene where he like goes into his trailer and just freaks oh, I out. I love that scene. Oh, it's so good. Like that, those kind of just like raw oh, yeah. acting scenes. I mean, there were so are good really actors. impressive. I am giving a thumbs up on the podcast to that. DiCaprio yeah. shout out. DiCaprio yeah. is amazing. I I have like yes. a feeling that even though once upon a time in Hollywood was absolutely fantastic, DiCaprio threw himself into the role. Like, even the little mannerisms, like his stutter and, like, his cough, like, it, it's not like that was plot important. That was just part of what he brought to the character or something, you know. Um, even though it was so great, I kind of have a feeling it's going to get skipped over on all the awards. Why? I don't know. It's just an inkling. It's just the feeling of mine. I might be very wrong. Yeah, I mean, those are best actors. Um, also, best actress. Here are the nominations: Charlize Theron or Theron, depending on who you are. Renee Zellweger, Cynthia Erivo, Scarlett Johansson, and Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. It's hard to name. Um, I think Saoirse Ronan should win because I don't know. I feel like. Everyone in that category except Cynthia Erivo has just gotten so many awards. And Scarlett Johansson, of all people. I know. She yeah. Scarlett Johansson is up for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. So she definitely doesn't need to win, even if she did a good job, I think. 
Uh, Saoirse Ronan was so good at playing Joe and Little Women. Like, I never liked Joe in any of the other movies, but I just really liked Joe as, like, a person. Like, it, she was likable. And she wasn't in any of the other movies, so, yeah. Plus, I think it's hard to come in and play a role in a movie that's been made so many times. Yeah. And she's awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit over some uh, of the um, categories, and I just want to go to music, the original score. And the ones for that are Joker, Little Woman, Marriage Story, 1917, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I know that Joker has a lot of, you know, song, like not original music, you know, it uses uh, uh, Frank Sinatra's That Life a lot, um, yeah, That's Life a lot, like, and a lot of others. But I still think the, like, original soundtrack is so good like it, the I, I got it's, it's so good you it's something that you may not notice when first watching it because you're not supposed to it's supposed to like kind of feel like like the constant hum that's in uh arthur fleck's head in a way and i just i think that it's done so well it does exactly what it needs to do so i'm hoping that one wins yeah i think with um this is just back on like character study movies um, my brother just got out of college and he had to do a, a project for film. He's studying film and he did a film very similar to like, if you've seen Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver, Joker, um, I, a lot of the names of these movies have like, I can't think of, but they're mostly just character study movies where you basically just see a character grow. And usually directors like to take the the take where it's like this person's becoming slowly insane as the movie moves on um and it's like you want to like have a soundtrack that like shows what's in their head because you're so focused on one character for like like for like two hours that you can't i, I think like the frank sinatra and whatever that was in joker was i agree with you it was like not really what the real soundtrack was it was mostly like those eerie sounds that you have every now and then that the that you never notice, but are they, they add so much to the character. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and it reminds me a lot of this game called uh, The Return of the Obra Dinn. If anybody has played that, the, the soundtrack in that game was very similar to the type of instruments they used for Joker, and it just creates this like this feeling. Yeah, I don't really know how to describe it because I don't I'm not like musically inclined enough to really go in. I don't even know what instruments they were using, but they were definitely using them well. Yeah. Just, All right. All right, so let's head on over to the Grammy nominations. Yeah, so the Grammys are next Sunday, January 26th at 5. Um, so basically the Grammys, a lot of people increasingly are not agreeing with the Grammys over the years because of, I don't know, they're just mad at the choices. But um, so basically the most nominations for all the categories is Lizzo. She has the most nominations. She has eight. The host is Alicia Keys. I'm pretty sure she did it last year. She did a great job last year. And yeah, some of the nominations so far, I don't think all of them are... I All of them should be out, but there's a small number of them. Um, there's Best Album, New Artist, Song, Music Video, Rap Album, Musical Theater Album, Record... I've only, like, wanted the difference between song and record. Like, there's a best song and a best record. Like, record's the kind of place where they put it on. Where they put the songs on. Like, record labels. Should we, like, head over to the album? Yeah. So, the album nominations are 
Um, I don't know if I can say the full name, but Norman Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. Uh, thank you, next. You know who that is. I, I, my Bon Iver, Seven, my Little Nas X, Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish, I Used to Know Her by Her, Cause I Love You by Lizzo. Those are the album noms. Okay, definitely not Lil Nas X. Just flat out, definitely not Lil Nas X. Yeah. His music, it's more of like a song you listen to to like jam out, but like it's not really good. It's like enjoyable. Yeah. I I disagree. I think people like, you can get irritated because Lil Nas X and his music is like overplayed. But I think Grammys is about showing who has made music that is like inspired people and that is like impressive and that is and that has hit the charts and has been on the charts for so long. And I know you kind of have to sacrifice like real music musical talent for that because you know it's not always the most musically talented people that get those awards, but they're winning the award because they're the music that they make or that they're whoever made and put it under their name like that music like i don't know it, it it's storm like well, i don't know how to say it it just like was the best of the year i don't know like i don't i i personally don't think the grammys are that honest yeah. or that like i don't know like that deep of an award it doesn't really yeah. go as deep into the music yeah it, it seems very surface level like yeah. um, my favorite yeah. band rainbow kitten surprise it's an indie band and like you i feel like you'd never see a small band at the grammys you know that you that you would not no you well, wouldn't because that's not what they're looking for though i mean yeah. they're looking for so like award show for commercially successful bands. yeah 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 successful as opposed to the best song of the year. and like yeah music is really subjective it's it's, it's 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, like, almost having awards for that is really hard. So, I think they kind of have to take into account, like, what influence it's had as well. Like, I think, I don't know, I think Billie Eilish, even though that wouldn't be my choice, has a good chance. It's either Billie Eilish. I mean... You can debate this all you want, but like Lizzo, Lizzo has a good chance too. Lizzo has a good chance. I think Lizzo has a good chance. Um, yeah, I I don't think Ariana Grande should win because that album is just like so overplayed that I never want to hear it ever again. But yeah, here's a category that I don't know. I think it's very interesting. New artists: Lil Nas X, Rosalia, Lizzo, Tank, and the Bangus. Black Pumas, Billie Eilish, Yola, Maggie Rogers. This is the best new artist. New artist, yeah. I think it's definitely going to be Billie Eilish because yeah, I feel like yeah. she's going to win everything. Because yeah. they're going to be like, oh, the little girl needs to win awards. But <laughs> Billie, and Billie Eilish is really good. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Really, I really like her songs. Like, I know that they like, uh, I mean, like, you know, I think that they're pretty good. Uh, is Lizzo not in the running there? She is. She, is. she is. is. No, I mean, in your opinion. I think um, she is. Because she's a considered a new artist yeah for the sake of the not little yeah. not, no, not little nausics i mean you have a very you're like i mean i don't hate him but like compared to the other artists on the list like he he seems like not as good he 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 has i i've like looked up videos he does produce a lot of his music he's helped produce and like i think he like he, it shows hit to to be like this cow like cowboy trap star, which is what he is. Is like, like 
I'm going to take my horse to Old Town Road, like whatever. Like Bro, that's like his, that's anything. like his persona. And he got away with it and like successfully got away with it and it had a huge hit song. I think he deserves to get some sort of like, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Yeah. he's very successful and probably worked hard to yeah, do that. Yeah. In country we need, we yeah. And he's also, yeah, he's, yeah, he's like gay and he's an artist of color. So, yeah. Yes. So there are there are a lot of nominations. Um, I don't know if we'll have time for all of them. Um, best rap album, yeah. Uh, um, Igor, Tyler Creator, Revenge of the Dreamers, Three with J Cole, I Am, I Was by Twenty One Savage, Championships. Championships by Meek Mill, The Lost Boy by YBN, Core Day. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Meek Mill is up there, but like, dude, I don't think he's gonna get it because of the history around him. I think Igor. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like I Igor. think Igor's in the wrong category here. I don't. I want to consider it a rap album. More like R and B. I would say R and B. Yeah, actually, I agree. With that. I, I I would prefer that this all al- this album would be a best album category rather than yeah best album. Um, but as far as who's winning the category, I think Igor's gonna win it. But it is like a rap out. Al- it is rap. He has rap, but it's not like it it doesn't have the same feel. No, it is. It's like it has like all the synths in it, so and like it has that R and B feel, like like and like I see what you're saying. Yeah, like it's like this new Tyler is not really like trap. Like rap has become like known as like this trappy like yeah. It has like jazz chords in it too. Yeah, Yeah, and like the piano, he has so many like well i don't know if they're well known but he has like piano people who are really good at piano doing piano on these songs and it's like really good i don't know i love you i, love I thought it was yeah but that album. from start yeah. to finish i did not skip a song it was really good it's very just uh you don't know the story of a, how, how he fell in love and fell out of love and just just struggle with it um it was a very very yeah. good album you don't really and i like that it's like with the music video if you look at the music videos he paired with his songs it's also kind of like a because he is gay and like he hasn't really shown that on in most of his music especially in like flower boy and like all of his earlier albums but in this one and like with the music videos you can tell that he i i I think he's like trying to integrate that more into his music because i don't think he's been as like open about it especially with his lyrics like I, I I don't know. I think he might be being like a little bit more open, and maybe his next album could be something different. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't really see like hear hear like albums that have like stories to them. That's and that that's really cool. Like yeah. the other one was like Jack Boys, but like I feel like it's notable, but it's not nominated. So I don't think I should win, even though I'm the biggest Travis Scott fan on earth. Revision of the Gym is good. Um, it's a collab album with, yeah. a bunch of the, with the label of Game Girl. I don't think it should win. It was a great album. I enjoyed it, every single song on there. But um, I don't think it should win. Best album. Um, I am greater than what I was. Um, great Twenty One Savage album. It, it was great. So Yeah, that, that was cool, but I mean... Igor is probably going to win. Igor is just like, it tells a story and it's just like so well produced. And all, yeah. people, all people are going to love Igor. 
Yeah, that's and, the best yeah. Like, that's all the things to be like. And no, Igor blew up like no album I've ever seen, bro. Like that oh. album went off. Well, there are a lot of people up for awards, but or awards. But let's go back to Vista Mart because the freshman retreat just happened. Woo hoo! Uh, woo hoo! Uh, yeah. yeah. How was that freshman? It was. It was really cool. It was more than I was expecting, and it kind of. It, I was. I left, but I didn't feel like super disappointed. I felt like. This is cool. <laughs> it's in the best. It was like it fun. I left, like, but I didn't feel super disappointed. It's a review that I was not expecting. Yeah, it wasn't like that's good. I wasn't like I wasn't. I didn't go. I didn't go away from it. Like okay, that was that just happened. Where did they go for the freshman? Was it where the sophomores went for their? Yeah. Yeah. It's where, yeah. I like that place. I like a retreat can be hard to assimilate to and like put yourself in the in like a good attitude and like like a right mindset for it yeah it's a lot so, retreat is yeah. a lot it can be a very mixed bag yeah yeah i i appreciated it because i came in with perspective from my old school um i'm not gonna name any names but the retreats were very like bad and it was not relaxed at all. I thought this retreat felt very relaxed and it let you have space to do stuff that you wanted that could help you, I guess, bond more. And so I really appreciated that. And it was a very much glamping experience, which I also appreciated. Nice yeah, yeah. I, uh, I went on the freshman retreat last year because I'm a sophomore now. That's how time works. But uh, I, I really liked the freshman retreat. We went to a different place last year, I think. Right, did we? You did. Yeah. It, it was a bit, it, that, was a, that was a really awesome place. I really liked um, the, the ropes course they had. I ended up uh, going up that and having to, I got in a really tricky position, so I had to jump. That was fun. A lot of fun. Freshman retreat is always like, and it was also the first time I'd ever gone on a, on a school retreat, so it was a good introductory. Freshman retreat is always kind of like a, Kind of like it's the first time you and your grade kind of go on one together bonding experience, really. You know, and I felt yeah, and I felt like it was really cool because like it was just us. I mean, yeah, there were the teachers and there was Vista crew, but like it was mainly just us hanging out with each other. Yeah, yeah I feel like there's there's a lot of time where you guys had like just interactions between you and your classmates. Yeah, is, it's good to have that. It, it, for, I I remember. My freshman retreat was really good, and it was mostly because of, like, the time. Like, with Vista Crew was great, but, like, also the time of just, like, to get to know the other freshmen. Because, like, you think you know your classmates because you're like, oh, I've been at school with them for this long, but you don't. Yeah, you only – it's always like, oh, I know my classmates, but then you go on the retreat and you really feel like, oh, wow, I did not know that you could be that bonded with your grade. You know, at least you were like, wow, okay, there was a whole lot of bonding that I just did that I didn't know I could. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say, looking back at it for my freshman retreat – um, you know, I was coming in like, you know, I, if you don't know, our grade is really loud and the run bunches. Very and I was wondering like how the freshmen react, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but like when you're away from home, you just have that extra energy, extra amount of freedom where you're just like, I'm going to go crazy. And I thought yeah. maybe the, the freshmen were just going to be like a hassle, but it, it turned out that they were just as cool as us and just bonding with them and not only getting to know them but how they interact with the other Vista crew members it was just a pretty amazing experience I don't know I've heard yeah. that this freshman grade is very, very like nice and polite and not as loud and chaotic as the sophomores are my grade we are very chill yeah. I will advocate that till it's, the end of time we yeah. are just 
It's actually so funny because like, you know, my grade came in last year and we were just so loud. We were so much. And, uh, and then uh, like the new freshmen come in and we're like, oh man, we're not going to be the super chaotic kids on campus anymore. And you guys are so relaxed and nice and polite. And we're like, well, all right. You know, I guess we're going to. Tough. It's yeah. kind of tough. I, I didn't like have any problems. I wouldn't, I like when, you know, you would leave, have like meetings and Mr. Crew and I'm like, Hope the guys are okay. Like, hope nobody's like lost anything. And I just come in there and we'll just talk on the bed playing Uno. Or, yeah. You know, I mean, not only was it raining and like who wants to go outside in the cold, but nobody was just, everybody was just cool and relaxed. And, and speaking of the cold, it was cold. It was yeah, just, it was pretty cold. There was ice yeah. on also the bridge. were super chill about the cold. Yeah, it was, it was cold when we got yeah. back. Like, it was just cold. Yeah. It was cold until we had an indoor campfire in a room that was already very warm. That was nice. So, some talented freshmen at campfire. Yeah. Well, shout out to Jennifer Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some and Jennifer. really good MC. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to incredible TikTok routine. Oh, no, that, was, that was yeah, we did very TikTok. gourmet. It was funny. Wait, am I the only one who wasn't there? I think, I think so on this podcast, yeah. 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 I guess you would. Well, this is great dancing from Mr. Chabarri. Yeah. Oh. That's very yeah, good. Twin act. Dancing? Oh, my I God. I think. Yeah. Twins. Twins? Yes, I, I see the resemblance. I'm going to I'm gonna say this. I thought Mr. C said dance of the lighter, not liger. So it was like... Oh, it, was was far reach. it was a far reach for people that have not seen Napoleon Dynamite, the movie. I think the art of the dance itself could still be appreciated, though. Yeah. yeah. Last, last year at the campfire, not many people went. I, I know that I went up and then, like, uh, told a funny story. You were wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was like, I'll tell this funny story because, you know, why not? There's, I might as well. It was about uh, a time I tried to do April Fool's. I was going to just label everything in the house with sticky notes because, you know, uh, confuse, don't abuse April Fools. Um, so I snuck into my sister's room at 3 a.m. to put post-it notes everywhere, and she woke up to see me like on the ground crawling into her room. And that's bad. Yeah, yeah that's she was not happy with me. Well, that'd be a great story at I can't far. Number one problem. Oh yeah. So looks like is there a song suggestion? Yeah. So while we're running out of time, so I'm going to suggest the song for the week, and in honor of it being in Joker and Joker being nominated for. So many Oscars. Uh, I'm the. I'm suggesting "That's Life" by Frank Sinatra to all of you. You can never go wrong with his beautiful, beautiful voice. It's a really great song. You know, I think he has a. Yeah. May I have another one after you? Oh yeah, Just sure. Uh, we're gonna get a double song suggestion this week, and you know, like, whammy. I think Frank Sinatra like has like a crazy amount of wisdom in his songs. You know, you can really like learn from what he's uh, singing about. And the second song of the week is uh, Tame Impala just released a new single called "Lost in Yesterday." Um, if you like, like very creative bass lines and like psychedelic synthy, weird like psychedelic rock, listen like to Tame Impala. They're really great. It's actually one person. It's a big mistake. People think that it's just a band, but it's one person. Uh, new single, "Lost in Yesterday." Please listen to it. It's very good. All right, and that is it for the Vistamar podcast. Once again, I am your host, Joshua. I'm Sophia. I'm Michael. I'm Ike. I'm Colin. I'm Miss Garcia. All right, that is it. See y'all next week.